Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello everyone, welcome to Redman TV. It's the build-up show, Liverpool, Burnley. I am joined by Chris, by Ben and by Matty for this one. Chris, um, Burnley away. Yay! It's Monday we're recording this. I'm not ready to stop talking no. about Everton, if I'm perfectly I'm honest. Um, I'm still absolutely on cloud nine from that. And um, the idea of having that not be the pinnacle of the season is very weird. That this not being the, the beginning and end all of life. The season isn't over. We have got to go back to a place where we did something very similar uh, to how the, how the weekend's action ended. You know, it took a very, 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 very late, very dramatic uh, New Year's Day winner there. Um, it made us golden with Jurgen Klopp because he watched us celebrating that and all that kind of stuff. But and Tom dropping his burger. And Tom dropped his Big Mac on the floor when he was he was heartbroken. Um, let you know, ultimately we were related. It'd be nice for this not to be another one of those hard fought games. Well, if you, I don't know if you get to, if you know that you're going to score a last minute win an hour, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, no, but you're right, Paul. I think you know we want to go back to beating teams comfortably, don't we? And I think that's. Hopefully, what Liverpool can do, you know, there's a bit of euphoria around us at the moment. Obviously, the way you get the results against Everton at the weekend, um, that will put a spring in the step of everyone in that side. And hopefully, we're able to to take that on and, and use that against Burnley. And, and not just Burnley, through this spell of games, that confidence should be there now. It's like Robbo said that after the Everton game, you know, we don't know when we're beat. And, I, and what a great quality to have on yeah. a side, you know. And you know we're lucky enough to be able to watch this side twice a week mm. uh, for the next few weeks and stuff. And, and knowing that they believe themselves they're not beaten, that it doesn't matter what the score is. We're going to keep fighting till the end, and hopefully we don't have to use that against Burnley. But if if we need to, we will absolutely fight tooth and nail for everything. Yeah, and, and look, look, we're going to have to. We're going to get this. This is the we started this testing period. It, it is what it is. Two Premier League games uh, in, in a week coming up. Two away games, obviously Bournemouth coming up at the, at the weekend, followed by Napoli on the horizon. Obviously, and we've got Man United on the horizon. All these kind of things. We wrote. We started to see a lot of rotation. We started to see Liverpool really. Struggle a bit at times during this this stage of the season. I think being in a good, I think the derby thing. Although we are seconds away from that being a really disappointing result, it, just seeing the impact of Divock Origi, seeing the impact of, of Daniel Sturridge, you can look at them in a positive light. And I can go into this game feeling, I don't know about yourself, but feeling like, yeah, we've got stuff off the bench. Even the thing, the players we thought were not necessarily great options off the bench, forty eight hours ago. I'm loads happier to have them involved. Yeah, definitely. And and when something like that happens, it gives you a boost for this whole period anyway. You know, it, it, it will done Divock Origi a world of good. You know, he had a he had a tough season last season on loan, and now he's he's been pretty much forgotten this season. And to come on and, and do that, you know, he'll now have real belief that he can get more minutes on the pitch and he can offer more to this team. And look, that I'm okay with that. You know, go, go across the across the next few weeks in particular. You know, we've got some really tough games. We've got Wolves coming up as well. You know, there are, there are games where. You feel that he may become a, a, a you know more relevant and more of an option, and yeah. that's that's what's important. Well, it's it's worth remembering, Matty. Dom Solanke started this game for Liverpool uh, at Turf Moor last year. Now, of course, that came as on New Year's Day. It came 
but I, I would say uh, towards the head of the you know the the, the ridiculous um, spell of games in terms of like it being the, the fixtures being quite congested. But you know, Divock Origi's played himself. You know, he scored his way into contention a little bit. We showed him a little bit, a little cameo in Belgrade, and what have you. What are your thoughts on him? We did it. We did a lot on obviously on, on Everton in the in the final word and what have you. But I don't. I personally, I don't want to get carried away because <laughs> it's you know it's it's a late substitute and it's a, it's a goal. But this is a, like Klopp was very glowing in his praise, talking about him how, how outstanding he was prior to his injury on, in that you know the Europa League run and what have you. Said outstanding, didn't yeah. he? And I think we all felt exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. And you know, so where where do you, where do you stand on it? Is this would you be putting straight into the team? Is this, is this is another opportunity to see him off the bench? Or God, is he just you know Jordan Henderson's back available? He just disappears off the bench altogether. Yeah, I mean prior to prior to the Everton game and and you know the cameo appearance in Belgrade, it was to me it was like move him on. You know, if, as soon as we get a good a reasonable offer, move him on and make your money back and maybe a bit more. And you know, I, I certainly don't. I've never doubted his ability and I've never doubted his. It's his technical ability and his physical ability, but there's always when he went to Wolfsburg, there was, he was wasn't prolific. There was nothing. He never kicked on, and then when he came back, he hasn't barely had a look in, has he? So it, it's been one of those situations where you're weighing up whether it's it's worth the risk putting someone out the side to try and increase his value, or maybe have him cement his place in the team further down the line. So it's. I still haven't changed my mind or totally decided yet, and I wouldn't put all my eggs in the basket of. You know, go on. Can I? I've had an interesting thought over the over the last twenty four hours. Not not prior to that, of course. But the the one thing that I would say is when we were playing that Europa League run, we were certainly playing that four two three one, and we saw him do all right on the wings. Sometimes we saw him do all right up front, but there was always question marks over whether he could do both. Now I look at the way we're playing in this four two three one, and I start to think about Roberto Firmino and and, and how he's joining up with the attack from that. It's a different side. It's not last season's side that he's trying to break into where you'd have to play Roberto Firmino's mm -hmm. role. It's very, very different. Think of what Mo Salah was doing during that game of footy yesterday um, against Everton. You think lots of back to, the, back to his goal, mm. back to their goal, sorry, lots of defenders hanging off him. And I think to myself, actually, that's a bit more suited to Divock. Yeah. And I wonder whether Divock's thinking, I want Sturridge's place. And then if I get Sturridge's place, where next? Yeah. Because... You know, he might now see a, a route into this side, and we might just see his performance well, have a goal because of it. Daniel doesn't really fit in the four-two-three-one either, because again, he's not robust enough to to lead the line, and he never has been. He's never worked as a as a as a one. He's worked play, when he had pace. He worked playing off, and he could you know he could drift around and what have you. I'd see him still see him similar, still see him similar to you know playing. Tenish, nine and a half-ish kind of thing, which I think he started to develop into, and you know, I'd, I'd not considered it from that perspective. I think we'd like. I think Dom Solanke's probably more of a physical specimen, isn't he? But Arigi looks the. I mean, he's only twenty-three still as well. You know, it's mm. mad to think. It feels like he's been around forever. We signed him very young. You know, he scored double figures goals in his first couple of seasons. No, no one, no one's ever accused him of being prolific for Liverpool, by the way. But you know, I actually look into it. I think he scores. He's got, got his goal contribution, something like a goal or an assist every hundred and thirty minutes for Liverpool, which is not great, but it's you know, it's not. It's not bad. It's not bad. Like, um, 
And so, you know, there's something like this. I think there's something to that, the 42, when you say the last time we played that was in the Europa League run. I wouldn't want to say Liverpool started Divock Rigi every week now because he scored a freak goal against Everton in the, in, in, in the derby. And we didn't have the pace before. on the wings back then or anything, did yeah. we? You know, not, not in the same way that we do now. Mm. It's a very, very different side. And I... I, I, I I do feel like he could he could fall. And he's not a one trick pony either. You know, he's not just the like Dom Solanke to me seems a bit not to say that he's not gonna be a good player, but in terms of his his ability and, and his 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 body and, and stuff like that, he seems a bit more one dimensional. You know, he hasn't got that blister and pace. Origi's shown he's he's got the pace, he's got the physicality, you know, and and yeah, he has shown he's got he's got decent technical ability. So it's not just the case of could he play up front. It's a case of well, if Mane needs a rest or if Salah needs a rest, can you put him out in, in a wide position? Sorry, Ben. I think that that, that notion of look, look at the, the closing stages of that match, and he drifts out wide, he rolls Mina, sends him down the line, and, and, mm. and smokes him. And Ben, this is the issue we've got. I think is that we've got some great pace in that side all over the place, but like Firmino's not fast, and Sturridge isn't fast. And Shaqiri's nippy, but if you're starting Shaqiri, Salah and Mane, well, there's all your pace on on, on, on the field. And I don't think it really is the finished article, but it, you know we saw in his positioning for the for the hitting the woodwork and for getting the, the initial goal, he is a poacher as well. He is a, he is a goal scorer. He's not a great goal scorer. He's not even a scorer of great goals. Although, although I would I would argue that the, again the derby weirdly comes into that category, but. We're not going to sit here and say he's boss, but or amazing, or world class, or, or yada yada yada. And will he get binned off? He'll probably get sold in January, all the same. But obviously, you know, different options. But he's going to get. He could get it. He could get an The problem that we've got is, I mean, it could work on both sides. So first of all, Firmino isn't in great form for me at the moment. So there, there's potentially an opportunity for him if he can get a little run together. But the problem is, it is every game is so key. Where do you do it? If, if you know, if you play, if you play a weekend side, even against Burnley, and you drop two points there, that is so massive in what we are trying to yeah. achieve this season. So suddenly you're looking at the cups. So the FA Cup draws tonight. Yeah. So so who do we draw in the cup? And then suddenly you get Man United away in the cup, and we're out there for whatever you know. And yeah. and then you, he lost his opportunity there. So you've got to rely on. From, you've got to rely on the FA Cup if we're going to keep him. For me, I would love. To, I'd, I'd love to explore the idea. Really would. But I just don't know if we can afford to do it. Well, let's let's look at it from this perspective because I think you're right. I'm, I'm, I don't think anyone here is going to say right there. You go, he's nailed on. Let's start. Let's start a Riggy. And I, having seen your preferred 11s, I know that to be true. Spoilers, by the way. Um, but I look at the bench, Chris. Dom Solanke or Divock Riggy on the bench right now, mm-hmm. Riggy. Mm-hmm. And this is the, this is the thing is that you know we talked about this on the on the final word show. In, I think he's having a decent season for Southampton. Hopefully, they get an actual good manager um, now that Hughes has gone. But um, you know, one goal last season, Salanke one goal last season. Sturridge scored more, and he only played for us for half a, for half the season. Um, Arigi, as much as he had, a, he's had a trouble in time, and he's not kicked on at all. He does know where the back of the net is. He has scored Premier League goals again. He's got twenty two something goals, I think. Or he scored, you know, in, in, all, in all competitions. Okay, um, but he has scored a, more, a lot more Liverpool goals than, than Dom Solanke has. So we're not a worse side for having him as an option. It it should be considered absolutely. Yeah. And we've got the right manager for that, haven't we? He's proven time and time again that if you're in the squad, he will use you. There, there is no sort of hangers on, hand, uh, or maybe Lazar. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lazar's watching this going, oh, come on!" <laughs> but that's that's great man management, isn't it? He said, if he's, he said it himself, Jürgen, if they're in my squad, 
I am going to use them yeah. because I believe in them. They wouldn't be here. Not going to cry ass about players that he doesn't have. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I, I like that. I like that point on the on the formation thing. It is very very interesting. Like I said, we we're into this period now where Solanke got a lot of game time last season, and look, we're going to have to rely on squad. You know, we're playing tw- you know two games a week now. It's all getting it's all going very very thick and fast. If nothing else, be, not necessarily to start, but you know taking players off. We all looked at the, the players who came off against Everton and kind of winced a little bit and finishing the game without Salah and, and Firmino etc. But if you want them to take to the field, if you want a good 65-70 minutes out of those players, then that's always going to be preferable. So you know we're going to have to use these guys. No Flaherty becomes an option. Um, anyone else in terms of Rest of rotation. Matthew, what do you think about Cater? Surely time for him to get a, get I, a start. I, yeah, I, I, I said last game, I think it would be an ideal game to get him involved. And he, he was only subbed on later on, I believe. And, and this game, it's another game where I'll say I think it's an ideal game for him to be involved. I mean, Burnley's run of form is poor, to say the least. And they're not, they're not the greatest dribblers, they're not the greatest passers. You know, I think I, I checked the stat before. They had 77 attempted long balls against Crystal Palace, right? Which means they're not looking to play through. Contextualise that for me. What's that like for an old? What, what do we play? Uh, <laughs> 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 well, I'll, I'll say, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Palace had about 35, 40, if my memory serves okay. me correctly. So almost double what Palace had. Mm-hmm. And Burnley had less possession than Palace. So that gives you some context. Okay. Um, so, so I think it'll be an ideal game for Cater if he gets the chance because it'll give him time on the ball. It'll give him time to get used to the physicality of the Premier League without the intensity. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think, I think if you've got a solid midfield around Cater as well, then you can't really go wrong, can you? And plus, it's not as though Cater's a youngster that we're trying to blood into the squad. He's proven himself. Do you know what I mean? He proved it in the Bundesliga, which isn't an easy league. Mm. You know, so. I, I, I genuinely can't see how he could not play this game. It keeps coming back to this thing, isn't it, Ben? We've said this for a few weeks now about players. We, until we see Cater in this side from the start, it's hard to know where he fits in to this side. Because, he, you know, he, he played... He was in the three, in the more attacking three, wasn't he, toward the end of the, the, the derby at times. And, and that's, so you'd, but that's Liverpool going for it. Liverpool trying to make, trying to make things happen toward the end of the game. It makes sense that he should be able to play in the two. But then it's is that the big question becomes if you're going to start Fabinho, do you want? Are we ready to do that? Are we ready to put all of our faith in the two new lads? Hold, keeping the midfield. We've got to at some point. I mean, well, you yeah. know, that's 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 the thing. I mean, he he spent what nearly hundred million quid between the two of them. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got at some point go. They 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 are. Players who, in theory, should be able to work well together in the field in terms of Cater should be able to push on while Fabinho sits back and does the dirty work. Cater's capable of doing that sort of the stuff as well. So, so in theory, you know that should be our first choice midfield for me going forward. Um, this is one of those games for me. Fabinho was excellent yesterday, I thought, mm-hmm. and I think he's now playing himself into a bit of form. He's getting himself up to speed. So for me, he starts. But also... It's not like Kate, we're not like we're dropping in Cater into like a game that is, you know, the point I'm getting at is he's already done Crystal Palace, which is notoriously yeah. one of the tougher away games over yeah. the course of the season. Burnley is up there for me as well, mm-hmm. so it's not like we're just dropping him in a really, you know, he's got experience in this type of proper, I don't know why, proper English league away game, you know, yeah. one of them really tough ones, and I think, you know, if we drop him in tomorrow, I think he's he can use that experience and, and push onwards. I think. Because you you've been to Palace away, you've been to Burnley away. 
does that does that tally up? Absolutely. To you? Yeah. yeah, I think it's a, it, it it has been a tough place to go to. Daesh has managed to get points uh, almost out of nothing with spending no money. They're such a well organised side. But I'm, I'm with Ben completely. I want to see the two of them in the midfield together. I want to see that balance because I think we all think of Fabinho as a destroyer and I think there's much more to his game than that. And I think when you pair the two of them together, and I said it before the season, Paul, they'll re revolutionise our, our midfield. And I think if there's one area of the pitch that's maybe been a little bit Due revitalization and renovation and upgrades it's the and all that, isn't yeah, it? absolutely. Well, that, that, you're, dead, you're dead right in that regard. You know, we've we spent the money on the attack over to, over a couple of seasons in Mad Manny and, uh, and Salah. We've upgraded the defence goalkeeper. We're still waiting to see what this new look midfield looks like. And we said this for, for weeks. We we can't quite fathom. I don't think what our team is going to look like in April, May. It's it's gonna. I think it's gonna look massively different. I mean, we've already seen a shift in formation. We're starting to see now. We're starting to see what Fabinho can can bring. It'd be very very exciting, and, and I think we are. I think we need that. I think we need. A, I think we're due an exciting performance from Cater. To be honest, I think he's he's been fine, hasn't he? I, I I think it's hampered slightly by the fact that the last we saw of him in a start was in uh, away at Napoli when we were dog shit and he was shit as well before but before having his, his back spasm or whatever. So um, it's kind of I think it's kind of tainted people's thoughts on him. But I really want to see that. Driving force, I think that's going to be the big difference. We were getting asked by the the the, the Toffee TV lads, like, what well, what's happened to you? Why have you changed the formation? Why are you doing this? And that's just saying we just don't have that guy who's linking the midfield to the attack well enough, and that's why we've had to we've had to rejig things around. I mean, it could be that case that we switch to back to four three three again if we know the cater's fit and ready to to start because. That's what the midfield was was starting. In, in, I think in all of this is all of this has come around from Shakiri's performances. I re, I I can't see the clock bought for this four two three one. I really can't because I feel like he'd have bought another striker in the mm. summer. I really do. If, if Firmino was never going to be your number nine again and Salah was your number nine, then you maybe spend a bit more than Shakiri because the, listen, I love Shakiri. There are better players out there. Yeah. There are better players who, who play that right wing position than Jaden Shakiri for thirteen million. So it feels like his performances have pushed Jürgen into continuing with this front three. And maybe to some extent Henderson's fitness maybe. and having to and having to probably push Fabinho in maybe a bit a bit sooner. There's a couple of we we've had I think we've had to accommodate players, I guess is what you what, what That's you're it, yeah. And you know, Nabi Keita, can he can he play the ten? Does anyone think he can play the ten? Uh, well I mean it's it will come to it later. Say that we'll come on to prefer the elevens on that in a minute, but it, it be, would be a, a fascinating thing to see in that regard. But against thing, I'm I'm excited for this game. I'm, I'm excited for well, every game. To be perfectly honest, excited, nervous, trepidatious, all those things. Because as Ben says, they all mean so much. The more we see, the more having as many players available to us, and then seeing how we put them on the pitch is going to give us the real clear indication of things. Because you can always, so far, you've been able to say, well, we 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 eased Henderson back into the season, which is why Genie started, and Fabinho wasn't ready, which is why, why Genie started. Well, hang on, Fabinho's sort of up to speed now. So is Fabinho just going to play every game for us now? Well, we don't we don't know that. Jordan Henderson's back available for this game after suspension. Also, so. let's remember, that midfield, until we picked up injuries towards the end of last season, that was always rotated. It was the one, the front three never rotated, yeah. but that midfield always rotated. So maybe we're just seeing that again yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. So very, very interesting stuff. Uh, we'll talk more about preferred 11s in a moment. Before we do, uh, I was lucky enough to speak to Liverpool legend 
John Barnes at a Western Union event uh, down in London the other week. Uh, you'll have seen the vlog. If you've not, it, it's worth just to see how very, very weak my left foot is. <laughs> but yeah, technically reasonable power. What now? Um, Chris was really good though. Uh, but yeah, I spoke to John Barnes. The full and exclusive interview is up on the RedmanTV.com. Well, here's a little sneak peek. And what was it like then for you in that period? Because you went through that, the, the era of Liverpool being the best team in the country. And, you know, you, you changed as a player through that time as well. You went from the from the flying winger to more of like a midfield. Well, it wasn't a choice. Kind of well, no, of course. You don't want to rub standing on no, run anymore. No. That's what I had to do. But it, 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 it doesn't what happen. Like? It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. I'm not about in terms of looking at the transition because it's not as if we won the league all of a sudden. We're not winning the league and it's like, oh, we've gone from there to there. It's a slow process of us thinking we can still challenge because from 92, 93, yes, we're going to win. It really took a year or two for me to then realise we're not going to be winning the league in, in, in this team that I'm in. Yeah. And that is more of a, of a mindset of the, the team I'm in, the expectations, um, the atmosphere of Yes, we're still Liverpool, we're a big club, we're a great club, but the demands of the players, not from the fans or from the staff, but the demands of players changing to then say, we are putting demands on ourselves to win. We put demands on ourselves to play well and to entertain, we're going to score five goals, but if we lose, it doesn't, you know. Yeah. So that is when, you know, Liverpool probably went through a bit of a transitional period. Yeah, brilliant fella, some really, really interesting stuff. Obviously, he talks about the, the, the Newcastle thing, that, that was a really interesting point about him. When he, he, knowing the difference between what a title winning side feels like to be involved in one and then one, one that doesn't quite, and it's interesting from that entire perspective, and loads of little tidbits around his time joining Liverpool and what it meant and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, go to the redmentv.com, sign up. It, it's free for the first month so literally you sign up you put your details in you get to watch that for nothing you get to watch all the extra stuff there's Klopp there's Lucas we've had stuff with Trent Alexander-Arnold loads there's loads and loads of great stuff and all the usual pre and post match content as well A lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Um, and then if you like it, you can keep it for just £5 a month, so do that. Uh, preferred 11 time, gentlemen. Matty, I will start with you on this one. Um, it took me a while because the sheet you handed me, you wrote your team in the complete opposite for, format to what I normally do. But I've got there, so excuse me if I've got people on the wrong side. Trent left back, Robbo right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've gone um, Nathaniel Klein to come in for this game, Dejan Lovren, uh, VVD, Robbo, and then you've got a midfield. Is this 4 2 3 1 with Cater in the 10? Yeah. Interesting. Hendo Fabinho holding. Really? Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Why? Which because guy? Trent is Why? goosed. Yeah. Right. We're in an intense period of games, and we will be. 
continue with this intent. Didn't he just have a midweek game off? I was just going to say. Just had midweek off against PSG? No, but he's just played this weekend, hasn't he? He's 19. Listen, we're going into... He'll have been playing the game last night, goosing all last night afterwards in celebration. Right. Back in the pop world off his head, Chris. He needs to have a rest. We're going to be playing Napoli, right, which is a crucial game. Which, who would you play at right back? Klein or Trent? Yeah. Trent? Right. Or Gomez? We're going to be playing United. Right. They're weeks away, mate. No, Just but the amount of games that we've got in between now and then. You know, no, so no, no. Regardless, I'm not going to hang up on Klein because I think, first of all, at some point, if Trent picks up an injury later on in the season, you're going mm-hmm. gonna to have to give players legs. And I know we haven't seen Klein play in a while. He was he was England's main right back. Yeah. It was only a couple of seasons ago. You should forget, you know, it, 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 we've got a short memory in football, haven't we? But yeah, yeah. ultimately, he's not a crap player. I'm not saying put Marino in instead of Robbo. Do you know what I mean? Lovren, um, I think he needs... I, I have to what, consider the Marino Cl- thing, by Klein the way. and Lovren. Klein yeah. and Lovren. I think, the Lovren I think the Lovren thing is, makes sense to me because they're going to play. They're going to hoof the ball up. They're, they've got nothing but target men, haven't they? I don't think you necessarily need You Gomez's don't need the pace, pace of Gomez. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Whereas I think you will do against Bournemouth. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, that's precisely me, me thought Keep process. Keep Lovren's yeah. eye in, absolutely. Um, I, I, my, th- my thinking on it is that, and I'll do my team last, but Bournemouth should be the You went as well? I've absolutely went with Nathaniel Klein yeah, for this game. Ahead. Yeah, because for, for that, why not? I'm not again. I don't think we need to make too many changes, so I'm not making. I wouldn't be making sweeping changes to this to this side. But I think Bournemouth is Bournemouth should be. It's easy to say that now. Should be the real. It's going to be a technical test. They've got they've got more more pace, a bit more power, more technical guile. I think we need to go stronger at the weekend than we need to go mm-hmm. in this game. So I agree with the rotation. The clients as an outside shot. I'm not saying that I think he'll do it, but for me. Go, give Gomez a week because that's the thing. We're going to put, give Trent a week a, a, a game off so that he's fit. We're going to play Gomez. Well, where's Gomez getting his? Where's Gomez getting his his time off? Basically, so no, I'd, I'd be happy to rest both of them. Yeah, for this game, exactly. But definitely, so, I'm not really Marino. surprised at that. Not because I think it's a ridiculous idea. Yeah. I'm just really surprised. Well, don't be shocked to see Moreno. But I think one of I think one or two. I think well, we'll either see Moreno or Klein in this. Game. Robbo dead leg from from the weekend. Pick oh, up a dead leg in the derby. That's right. That. So it actually it actually might be more likely that you do see Moreno than Klein. Yeah, oh, possibly, um, yeah. Ben, then you've gone Trent, Lovren, again, Van Dijk, Robbo. Um, the interesting thing you've done here, you've gone Sturridge to lead the line, mm-hmm. Shaqiri in behind, uh, Salah and Mane either side. Yeah, I want. think... Um, I, I oh, don't, sorry, and Cater in with the... Yeah, um, we've discussed Cater, you know, yeah. the, you know, the, you know why for the reasons for that. I don't... I don't think it's working the way we're doing it. Mm-hmm. I personally, I don't. I don't think Salah's great as a centre forward, and I, don't, I think Firmino's not struggling, but I just think he's out of form. I think he could he could do with a rest, yeah. and I think this is probably an ideal game to do it. Storage is hungry for goals. I was so close to putting a Rigi in, but I thought it's probably a bit soon. Um, but I thought I thought I think Salah. I prefer to play him out wide. He didn't play in this fixture last year, um, so you know to give him a run out would yeah. be good. I think, and I, and I think Shakiri. I think I'd like to see him a bit more in the middle. I, I even I was tempted to do a four three three, but yeah. uh, you know it, it, I mean, could, it could, could be like that. It, it's a fluid thing. Well, if we if we talk about the midfield thing, you know, I don't think any of us truly felt because we were dealing with Fakir. I don't think any of us truly felt we bought Shakiri for the midfield until we thought well, maybe we'll maybe we'll see more of that. But we talk about the revolution rising in the midfield. Fabinho uh, anchoring with Cater and Shaqiri would be 
would be it. You know what I mean? That would be our new look midfield. And That's your know. pro Evo FIFA where you you sort of dun 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 no. defensive. Made attacking mid in, a, in an offset triangle type of thing. But that's it? our that's our our variation on what City do to, to some extent. It's leaving one guy in there to do it all, and then getting as many bodies up there looking to overload, looking to them, looking to have them worry about us. And maybe that's the thing because you know we've we have been. It's tough because I think we're expending loads less energy. I think that's been a, an overriding game plan for the first half of the season to make sure we've got stuff in the tank. But if you then if you, if you're needing subs and like goals to win games I still think we would prefer to get it get the game won in the first 60 minutes it might be an option to do that is to go to go balls to the wall and go as a go as a tackle it might be I mean it's my 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 starting 11s there's not there's not many talking points of them Fabinho and Keiter in there I think you'll see it on the screen now it's fairly standard I've gone with a normal back five uh, Fabinho and Keiter the interesting one for me is actually Matty's that we we didn't really talk about is that you had Keiter in the 10 is that right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's an interesting talking point for me because I don't know whether he's a ten, but you can certainly play a four three three and invert the pyramid with him. Mm-hmm. And that that for me, it's not four two three one. It's not the four three three that we've been used to, but it's a halfway ground. And I think that that is where we might see Kaita getting into the ten position because yeah. he's the one challenged to move forwards, and like Alex Oxley Chamberlain was. But it's certainly not what we're playing now with Bobby in there as well. So is that what you were thinking? Well, the, the reason why I I put him in the ten is because I, I went for Hendo and Fabinho and behind, and I put him in the ten because the type of game that is it's a very physical game. But and their and their current run of form, I don't think it's going to be a massive challenge. But putting him in the ten gives him that free reign. It give, he doesn't have to worry about going behind him, even though his style of play he will naturally do that. But he's not going to be. Crucified if he makes an error defensively, because ultimately he's playing in the ten. Yeah. You know, so I, I, that, that's my thought process, and I think I, th- I think he'd thrive there. To be honest, I think he'd do really. He's well. got the skills. Yeah, he's got the skills. Yeah, but I, I, he's, he is he's due just that stride. Not like Oxley Chamberlain's goal against Man City in the Champions League, just to stride forward and just smack one in the bottom corner. I think he's got that in it. I think he's been hinting at having that. You know that that it's been coming, and you know sometimes all, for does, me but... when I've seen him, I've enjoyed what I've watched. You know he's had a couple of games where you think not great, but it's felt very much start of the season like he was on a leash. Mm-hmm. And I think you know maybe that's to do with the fact that he's probably the only player that Jurgen signed and thrown straight yeah. into the midfield. And you know he's just saying to him, listen, work your way in there. We'll get we'll start to understand it a bit more. I saw it against Everton the other night where the front three in the forty-three-one actually changed positions for the first time. You know, I noticed a good five-minute period around the 37th minute where Shakiri and Mane completely switched wings. This is what Jurgen Klopp will do. He's, I feel he's like he's gone, this is the formation that we're going to play. When you get used to it, we'll add the bells and whistles. And I think he's going to do exactly the same with Naby Keita in the centre of the it's park. A, it's a footy manager thing of like, you know, being more being disciplined and, and adding more fluidity and creative freedom once you... Once, once you they know, know without do. thinking what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I, it is very, very interesting. Again, keep coming down to it. We don't know. More than likely, I think, as in terms of your, your what you've gone for there, it makes sense. We don't that we won't make we won't make anything too drastic. So we might the big change might just be that it's Cater and Fabinho. It could be Henderson and Cater. You know what I mean? Just just as likely because obviously Henderson needs games under his belt to get him back up to back up to speed. Which I'm sure will be just you know people will be gnashing their teeth at home listening to me say that. But so be it. Um, maybe you won't. But I do feel like this is a good op- this is a good opportunity because. 
we, I mean, everyone, it, we're, we're fortunate, it's something you've referenced in the past, we're entering that period now where even the smaller, well, the other, the non-European sides, as it were, are playing two games a week. So, like, but we're going to Bournemouth, who will have had to handle playing two games in a week, the same way as us, and we're in a more natural rhythm to, to handle that kind of thing. Like, But I think if, if we can find a way to make a couple of changes, keep ourselves fresh, and then go completely, you know, go as, as full strength as we possibly can against Bournemouth, that should hopefully give us far too much. Yeah, I think that, that's what it comes down to for me. It's always an important time, isn't it? When the Champions League sort of is wrapping up, has wrapped up, those smaller squads start to tr- struggle more and the le- league naturally sort of takes on its shape that it's going to look like come the end of the season because they're just not used to playing two games and a week it, like we are. But it's why it's, un- it's underestimated how good we've been and again it's, it's City with r- r- ruining the context of this. The, the top four teams always drop points and they're always a Champions League hangover we, no one's mentioned it this year Paul not talked about it because we've all. been having it in the fucking Champions League away from home <laughs> <laughs> over the Premier League hangover having um, a bevy abroad that's yeah, what we've been doing absolutely but that's the thing you know uh, we, we've managed to cope better with the coming back than we have with the going, literally going away um, but no just a few things on, on Berlin just to note that they haven't won a game since the 30th of September in any competitions they beat Cardiff 2-1 away uh, they did beat Bournemouth 4-0 at home the week before which was interesting um, they've lost 5-0 to City away and 4-0 to Chelsea at home. That was the big one for me, the Chelsea home thing at the time. It'd be a test if Burnley could be a bit more like last season. Let's hope that they're not. <laughs> they don't decide to do it this time around. But that's another thing for me is that I'm kind of honest. It'd be nice for us to follow suit a little bit and put a few goals past them. It is encouraging that they've been shit this season. But once again, it's another one for me where... Just get get the, get the three points. It, it reeks a little bit like Swansea at the moment last season. Yeah, where it can be a potential just... potential banana peel. You know, they're, we, they're in the relegation zone. But, re- but we've we've improved ourselves. Yeah. You know, but like City battered Huddersfield. You know what I mean? And, and that Huddersfield game was a real struggle for us. And also, but all of us are looking back at it now and go, okay, three points. Sound let us never watch the highlights of that game ever again. And whatever, whatever. I'm so I've said this. You know, this 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 next couple of weeks is so pivotal. To how the, the league's gonna gonna shape up, then um, the, the the win is gonna be far more important than how we go about achieving it. Um, let's talk about the rivals then. Obviously, a full calendar of midweek fixtures. Watford City on Tuesday, Chris. <laughs> Reckon? I like that. I you know I I think them playing Tuesday is obviously better for us, but. I think I think they just steamroll them again. To yeah, be honest, I'm, a... I'm looking for that drop off in form, and I'm not seeing it coming anytime soon. Any takers on Watford? After we, after we, they they were looking impressive. Obviously, they beat Tottenham early on the season, but we beat them pretty comfortably in the end. And I just think City are gonna, gonna yeah. go out and battle them. And moving on to the Wednesday, then obviously we're our game. Wolves hosting Chelsea's potential there, of course. I've put Everton in because I put United in and Everton above United in the table. So, you know, um, Everton... <laughs> that goal uh, difference. Yeah. Everton hosts Newcastle, um, which they're dead co- the toppies are dead confident about. And I think Rafa's going to Rafa them because I say this every Rafa week. very rarely Rafa's anyone anymore. At because Newcastle are. <laughs> um, Man United host Arsenal. Uh, Matt, it's a game that's being billed by some Manchester United fan channels as Jose Mourinho's last game in charge. Nah, that's when we play him. Oh, well, I'd, I'd love him to win it then, just so he's in charge for another few years. You know, just, that's two just years of the one game. Let's get, you know, drip. He, he knows how to play the media. He could probably <laughs> dip three years <laughs> yeah, out of a game. Yeah, yeah, he'll, be, he'll 
Luke, Luke Shaw, he literally have him crucified on the uh, on the on the centre side. Arsenal are gonna tonk them. Or Fellaini's gonna score it and they're gonna win one. <laughs> I think Fellaini will score a hat, a perfect hat trick head right yeah. and left. I yeah. think he can't do that. <laughs> Mourinho is going to Mourinho his way through that fixture, and they get, United will either get a horrible draw or they'll snatch a horrible, horrible win. And just because Arsenal just got a bit too much wind in the sails at the moment. 19 unbeaten. It's funny because Arsenal have a th- Arsenal have a, a kind of a, an, an Everton complex when it comes to Man United at Old Trafford. It just doesn't matter. Form seems to go out the window for them. They just always seem to get beat at Old Trafford. Mm. Much like Spurs always seem to bottle it at Arsenal. You know that that sort of thing. So it'd be interesting, given the form Man United are in, is this the time for for Arsenal to step up and do it? And I think it's possible. I mean, Lacazette and Aubameyang look for that that goal from Aubameyang yesterday. That second goal where he just hits it first time, but that's that's like such a good finish. Yeah. And they've got they've got strikers firing at that confidence. And it's it's win win for your casual oh. YouTube following football fan, isn't it? <laughs> that game because either way. Arsenal fan TV, Arsenal United stands, yeah. I love it, full time, bit of full time, whatever. You see him, people, people, and we know a few of the people involved in there, and by and large, the, 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 the decent people, like, but it's still, it's still, I mean, it's kind of like that, the B Sharps thing in The Simpsons, where it's a name, you know, that we want a name that gets slightly less funny every time you hear it. I mean, like, I feel like there's a lot of diminishing returns, and then every now and again, someone pulls out an absolute worldie of just of meltdown. So, That'll be interesting, if, if, if nothing else. And Spurs hosting the currently managerless Southampton. Um, Danny Ings for the hat-trick. Danny Ings for the win. Yeah, I'll take that off. Perfect hat-trick. Yeah. Perfect. Um, now he can do it. Matty, score prediction? For us. Yeah. Uh, and Wolves, Everton, United. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> just give me five minutes. Um, I'll go 4-0. 1-0. Okay. 2-0 Liverpool. I'll take a 2-0 Liverpool again. Shades of what? I know Watford ended up three, but I said at the time I want Shades of Palace away in that one. Get your goal. Get another goal to put it to bed. Fine. Fine. And then we just roll on to Bournemouth. Uh, I could live with that. Let me know your score predictions then in the comments below. Uh, we've got uh, an interview with Jamie Carragher coming out, Chris. Mm. You, got, you went to a cracker factory. I did. I did, and they wouldn't let me play Cracker Bash. Aww. Any OG Redman fans will remember Cracker Bash. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Of course, the John Barnes interview and loads of amazing content. If you if you're not over the Merseyside derby yet, and you want to see more uh, match reaction and you know an analysis from that one, like we do every single game, get to the RedmanTV.com. Um, Monday nights is the last night toward the Christmas sweatshirt. Yes, right? it is. Well, you got about. Five hours from when this video goes live. Perfect. So, yeah, if you're watching this video on a Monday night and you haven't ordered your Christmas Four hours, matches, 40 minutes now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, get it done. This is Last Chance Saloon, so get it ordered. And, uh, yeah, other than that, guys, thank you very much. Um, yes, if we have tickets, we'll be there. If we don't, we'll be here. Uh, but either way, there'll be post-match content. Check it out. We'll see you soon. Ta-da. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.